Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we got an episode here of the Real Estate Leadership and Legacy Podcast. I'm Alex Powell, and today we are going to talk about analyzing cities. So part of our podcast initiative here with it being the Real Estate Leadership and Legacy Podcast is we are wanting to create leaders out of uh, you know people that are interested in real estate. And part of that is becoming a sophisticated investor. And I think that a lot of people over the last five, maybe 10 years have just based on appreciation here alone, let's say in Ontario especially, have crushed it in the real estate world. And I feel that times, because they are changing, because we're going to see some uncertainty in the market, we need to be all the more vigilant in how well we analyze data and how well we look at um, you know, economic factors, population factors, growth factors within cities. So this is going to be an exercise that I'm going to be doing across a number of different cities. Uh, and this is just one way to do it. And I'm going to actually give credit to, um, uh, to the gentleman who, who created this particular view of how to analyze cities. His name is Neil Bawa. And he has a, a, a kind of a system that's under this multifamilyu.com. Um, really, really interesting guy has a bunch of really awesome YouTube videos. So honestly, shout out to Neil Bawa for doing this video. I'd love to have him on the podcast one day for sure to talk about the economics behind real estate investing and what, what we can forecast. But I'd like to talk to you about how he teaches this, the first step. Now, this process is split up into two different segments. So for this segment, for this segment, we're going to be focusing on just analyzing the cities themselves. Okay, uh, and then he's, he actually breaks it down further. Where once you find a city that you're interested in investing in, then you can actually go a little bit deeper because every city is broken up into neighborhoods, and we all know that all not, not all neighborhoods are created equal. So in this particular situation, you know, I'm very interested in Columbus. I have been investing in Columbus, Ohio. So this is one of the areas that we're going to be analyzing today. Funny enough, in his YouTube video, he actually shouts out to Columbus as well and analyzes the data there, which is which is awesome. It's kind of, you know, maybe by a, a test of fate that we've stumbled upon each other. However, um, yeah, well, I would like to kind of go through this process with you guys and show you what these things look like and why are these things important. Okay, so um, let's kind of jump right into it. So I'll share my screen here. So for those of you guys who are listening onto the podcast, I'll make sure to describe kind of what's going on as well so that everyone is aware. All right. Whoa, one second here. All right. So first and foremost, uh, he, so just to break it down first and foremost, the, the cities and how we're breaking down the cities, we're looking at five major factors okay one is population growth the second is your medium household income third is your medium house or condo value and how the growth is taking place also we want to look at the change in crime levels and 12-month job growth as a percentage of age so we'll go through where to find this information and funny enough that's part of the frustration that i find when talking to other people and i share that same frustration myself as well is that you know, we want to look at this data, but you're not sure where to get accurate data from. And then you know, there's we're constantly fed information. You guys see it on YouTube with whatever thumbnail, like, oh, the market's going to crap, you know, or, or you know, prices are going to fly off the charts. You're not sure really what to believe anymore because we're getting information thrown at us from every side. So 
the thought is bring it back to the basics. Let's just look at the data and decipher for ourselves where we actually would like to invest and get rid of all the background noise around us. So once again, shout out to Neil Bawa for creating this system and making it super easy for people to follow through the process. And this is what I'd like to be showcasing you guys today. So first and foremost is population growth. And I remember even looking at places in Ontario or Hamilton, trying to decipher population growth as a number, you know, net migration, immigration, what, what that all looks like. He has a very easy approach. He said, listen, go into Google and just type in population growth of whatever city and state. And that's it. Google does a very good job of extracting the data for us already. And we can see that over, over the last little while, the trend here has actually gone up, which is great. For, so for Columbus, Ohio, I'd say back in you know the 2000s, we had a big spike up in, in uh, you know right before the 2000 mark hit. But let's just say we're sitting at about 700,000 as a population. And now in 2020 or 2021, we're sitting at 906,000. Uh, as a population growth, which is incredible, actually, it's an increase of two hundred thousand over the span of you know twenty one years. Now, if we look at um, what the expectations are in terms of the criteria, when we have a population that's between a quarter to a million, we're looking for about a twenty percent growth over that time period, and we can see that you know from seven hundred thousand to nine hundred thousand dollars, that already exceeds that twenty percent threshold. So you can almost use it as like a rubric. You can be like, check, I passed this test. You know, and it's it's interesting, you know, when we look at price points, one one area of Ohio that I also am interested in is Cleveland, uh, and especially because of price points. However, if you look at the population starting from the 2000s, it has incrementally decreased. You know, Cincinnati looks like it's having a bit of a resurgence here over the last little while, but it's been pretty flatlined. So you know, hence the discrepancy in prices in Cleveland, Ohio, like I can buy a detached property for, you know, $30,000. And in Columbus, Ohio, their properties are steadily increasing. And even with the volatility that we've seen in the market, properties have still consistently gone up because they're still affordable to buy. And the properties are appreciating because of the demand for housing. So this is your first kind of feather in your cap. Second one we want to look at here medium household income. So this is a little bit more challenging, but it, the, the threshold here is that we want to see a 30% growth over a 16-year span. Now, um, uh, I'm not sure where Neil Bauer gets this 16-year span. I think that's where it's just the data set that kind of gives it to us. We're kind of looking for these, these indicators. And one of them is 30% growth. So um, he's uh, he's got this awesome website. So this is not his, obviously, citydata.com. But this gives us all kinds of really great information. And when we're talking about household income, it actually will give us the span between, let's say, 2000 and 2001 right here. So if you look in 2000, the household income for Columbus, Ohio was 37,000, just under 38,000. And now we're sitting at about 58,000, which is exceeding our 30% threshold. So once again, you know, more population demand, more growth in job opportunities, higher um, caliber or higher status of individual. You know, you're getting, you're bringing more technology-based jobs, more jobs that you know require certain education levels to you know to take part in. So these are things that are going to eventually push the income of people up and in improve their standards of living. All right. So third 
medium house or condo value. So this is important. We want to start to see this growth over the same span. So once again, going to that same website, citydata.com, here we can see estimated medium house or condo values in 2021 was 219,000. And if we look back at two uh, in the in the 2000s, your medium house or condo value was about 99,000. So it's over doubled in value over the span of about 21 years. And as we as we know, like even Columbus during this this increase in the market, or even when interest rates have gone up, properties are still selling. I know that for our properties in particular, the ones that we flipped, you know, here locally in Hamilton, there was a hesitation in the market. We were still getting multiple offers on our properties in Columbus, Ohio, despite the fact that there's this uncertainty. People are still looking for good quality houses, and there's an abundance of them there that you can, you know, you can work at. So next one here is the change in crime levels. I'm super surprised actually at at how uh, you know readily available and how accurate the information is in in the US and how important it is to analyze crime levels. Um, there's another website actually called Neighborhood Scout. If you guys haven't seen it, check it out. They have these uh, heat maps based on crime levels and they break down, for example, Columbus, Ohio, based on its little subdivisions, and you can actually see, you know, what the levels of crime rate are in comparison to other levels. Now, you don't want to buy necessarily in the most non-crime-oriented place in all of Columbus. You want to look at transitionary zones within Columbus. So, if a Columbus, if a if a neighborhood is starting to improve, you can see that based on the data. And it becomes very valuable because at that point, when we're starting to see an, a surge of, of appreciation because neighborhoods are starting to turn around, there's a different you know, expectation and quality of life in these areas. They're trying to push crime out so there's more you know, security, there's more police presence. And the threshold that, that Neil talks about in his video is that we're looking for crime levels just to be consistently dropping. Because once again, you have a, a higher expectation and a higher standard of living. And if we look here, just at the um, the data crime in oh oh, I just went backwards here. My apologies. But if you look here at the citydata.com crime index. And if I just go, you know, this starts in two thousand seven, and we're going all the way till two thousand here. You can see that there's just a steady drop all the way from you know in the in the high six hundreds down to three hundred and seventy six which is incredible. That means that the city is doing a tremendous um, uh, job of decreasing crime levels consistently, and this is going to help um, draw people into the city. You know, I, I find that during the, you know, across the Midwest, you see a lot of crime take place. Like Cleveland is is crazy how much crime it is. And it's funny, I've actually, I've had conversations with um, property managers in in Cleveland when I'm looking at properties and getting opinions and things like that. And a lot of these folks say that, like, you know, like, we'll gladly manage your property. This is what we do. But, you know, if you plan to buy a place in this neighborhood, we actually will have to pass on that. We're not going to manage that property for you, unfortunately. And I've heard of stories of where people have to, like, put on bulletproof vests or they have to walk in with property with loaded guns. I mean, we got different rules and laws in the U.S., but these are all pretty... Um, pretty important factors to think about when you are investing in, in real estate. Not, not to mention a lot of this has to do with also like, are you going to get paid your rent? 
you know, I, I can appreciate that, you know, um, delinquencies happen and the eviction process is way faster in, in Ohio than it would be, let's say, here in Ontario, which is abysmal. But despite that, you still want to invest in an area where, you know, good jobs are constantly and readily available. We have a good demographic of individual who's looking and living in these areas. They're going to take care of your house. They're going to look after your properties, etc. <clears throat> so, Last, um, the last uh, criteria when looking at, uh, you know, how do we analyze a city is the 12 month job growth as a percentage of age. And our criteria that we're looking for is about 2% annualized. So um, if we look here, there's a, um, there's a, it's a separate website that he, he brings us to, but it's called departmentofnumbers.com. So it, you know, you can see across the board, where um, if we look at one year a job percentage change, you know, we can see like uh, Ocean City, New Jersey, a huge surge in, in jobs over the last one year. But if we just highlight Columbus, I'm just going to take us there quickly. It's different Columbus than the one we're looking for. Columbus, do th you think they could get more creative with their names? So Columbus is 0.89%. So this is a little bit lower than that 2% threshold that we're looking for. However, it's still pretty positive. And, you know, our data also that we're looking at is, is consistency across a certain, certain uh, uh, time frame. This is up to November 2023 as well. So these data points are actually very, very accurate in comparison to the ones that we saw there at city data where they're like, you know, 2021, right? What we do know is they're accurate. So overall, we're looking at, you know, is, is there a 2% annualized? We'll have to dig a little bit deeper to see what those look like, because right now it's 0.89, so just under the 1% mark. However, all these other factors are, are exceeding expectations by, by a long shot. So if, um, you know, if job growth is stifled for a little bit, this is something that I would say, you know what, I'm going to dig into this further. I want to learn a little bit more about what is going on with the job growth. I want to see what's happening. There's been a lot of exciting things happening in Columbus, um, you know, with with jobs being created through Intel and the chip factory. Google is planting one of its headquarters in Columbus, Ohio. So I think that there's going to be a, a lot of opportunity and we're going to see a lot more growth in the coming years. As long as Columbus stays consistent with, you know, decreasing crime um, increasing the the um, the standards of living for the people that are going to be moving into that uh, into the area, and then of course you know with young people who are looking to buy a house. If I'm a young person with a family and I'm deciding on a job, whether in Silicon Valley or I can come to Columbus, Ohio, and still work at let's say an Intel plant, and my cost of a home and my cost of living is like a quarter of what I would expect to be in Silicon Valley, I may very well think about just going there instead into Columbus. It just makes a little bit more sense. So guys, once again, huge shout out to Neil Bawa. Check out his website. You know, I, I want to give him the credit for kind of uh, creating this whole, uh, you know, system. And then we're going to dive into a separate video about how do we look into neighborhoods a little closer as well. Okay. If, uh, any questions? Comment below. Love to hear your thoughts. All right. Thanks, guys, for joining me on today's episode of the Real Estate Leadership and Legacy Podcast. 
Don't forget to like and subscribe and please check out some of our other videos. We've got an abundance out there. We've got a lot of great insight and information and we'll see you guys on the next one.